morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Training Group, and our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. Wealth insurance, it's what we do. You know. The physical delivery of gold and silver. You know, the that right-wing wacko nut job idea of holding something that isn't a dead instrument. That's really what we're talking about here. right? I don't care what it is. If you bought it and you get an electronic statement, it's a dead instrument. If you bought it and it's not in your possession, it's a dead instrument. I don't care if it's a bond. Oh, I'm diversified. I own oil stocks, and then I own some tech stocks. I got some bonds. I I, I got an annuity. That's not being divest, divest. It's not. Every one of those is a dead instrument. Yeah, you hold various types of it. What we do here is say, be smart enough. Be smart enough to at least have part of what you bust your butt for every day in something that isn't, right? Why we call it wealth insurance. Right, because in America now, debt is wealth. Well, this is wealth insurance, gold and silver. You better have some. And today's just another example. I know. Right? They try to trick you. The Great Wall Street rally after everyone got all nervous in December. Everybody's fully invested. And now you're getting the dog snot kicked out of you. Uh, Dow's down over 600 points. The NASDAQ... Man, is it, it's out at the woodshed right now, down 260. Uh, the S&P, down 70. I'm going to tell you, there's more pain coming. Because let's face it, none of that was real anyway. And, and anybody that thought China was going to lay down and we were going to get a trade agreement, you didn't know what you were talking about. And you know what? You guys keep listening to him. I, that's the part I don't get. I've been telling you for how long. There is no deal. The only way, the one time I thought we could have a semblance of a deal is China was going to let J.P. Morgan come in and do more business. Apparently that wasn't enough. Because at the end of the day, China didn't want to agree to anything. Intellectual property rights, what's that? Right, you're here. You're doing. You want to build stuff. You want to use our labor. That's the price of admission. So here we are today, this morning. China responded uh, with their tariffs, right? And they they responded sixty billion dollars worth of tariffs. And you're like, hey, we're winning. We hit them with two hundred billion, right? We we obviously can put more tariffs on them than they can on us. But is that winning? 
And let's not forget, you know, something very interesting in in the release today from China about the tariffs. So they came out and they they broke down, you know, what they're going to do, 5,000 products uh, at 25%, others at 20 They They did a, a sliding scale deal. But here's where they, here's where they're, they're where it got interesting. Starting June 1st, tariffs on, on goods going to be raised up to 25%. They said that no tariffs will not include crude oil. Okay, now I don't know how much crude oil we sell to the Chinese, if any. They're not tariffing that. They said that they may reduce orders from Boeing. Probably why the Dow's not loving it, right? Boeing and Apple. They said that they also may stop all purchases of agricultural products. Don't know. Don't know. Already, you know, we know the farmer is already having a tough time. I'm just reading you the recap. They said that they are going to raise to 25%, 25% tariff on all liquid natural gas from the United States. And then, last but not least, China may stop purchasing not just U.S. agriculture products, not just reducing Boeing orders. They said that they may also restrict U.S. service trade with China. The possible dumping of U.S. treasuries. And again, I don't, you know, these are, this is what happens, right? China can't put as many tariffs on ours as we put on theirs because we buy more stuff than they do. So what else do they do? What else do we got? The biggest thing that comes to mind, treasuries. I don't know. I hope not. Let me tell you right now, China stops buying treasuries. China actually starts selling them. Nobody is going to like it. It's the Radio News Hour. When we return, Trump's got a new nominee for the Fed. I'll tell you all about it. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. That is our toll-free number. Wealth insurance. Can't have just that instruments. You know better. You know I'm right. Don't believe me? The last now three nominees to the central bank. Let's start thinking about you know, I know Herman Cain and Stephen Moore are out. They're they're removed from consideration. Both of them were gold guys. They want to 
go back to a gold standard. And, and I, I, I just want all of you to understand, because you'll hear it, and, and we're probably going to hear more and more of it as we learn more about Trump's new choice. There's two spots open, by the way. And they'll tell you about, oh, no, the gold standard didn't work. It didn't. Says who? Seemed to work pretty good. If you actually read real history, inflation truly did not exist. You know, the only time we had inflation is when you expect to have inflation. War. You know what happened as soon as the war ended? All the inflation went away. Think about this. Your buying power held its value. You know why they don't really, you know, think about it? Why the bankers hate gold? Why would you put it in the bank? Because it's going to be, that $20 is going to be worth the same amount next week, next month, next year, 10 years from now. You don't need the bank for that. See, now, though, the argument is, why put any money in the bank other than what you need? They don't pay you any interest for it. The problem that we have now is that our money keeps becoming more and more worthless. If you're not listening to the first hour, at 1360KHNC.com, you miss a good part of what's happening. In that first hour, we talked about how millennials, and remember now, millennials are old now. 23 to 38. They're old now. Almost one in four live with their parents it's double just 19 years ago double we've doubled that number just since the beginning of the century just since 2000 that number has doubled is that economic prosperity how's those dead instruments now how do they look you like it are you walking around with millions of dollars in your 401k no We talk about gold. These millennials are working. They're working the same jobs I worked, the same jobs you worked. We could move out. Heck, by the time I was 23, I had lived at home in six years. I didn't need anything from my parents. You know, think about it, though, at that point, cell phones really, you know, they, they weren't like today. So I wasn't even on my parents' cell phone plan, right? I mean, nothing. I got nothing from them. I didn't need anything from them. I could live. I could pay my bills. I could buy a car. I could go out with my friends. They're working the same jobs. They're making roughly the same amount of money that that I did when I was their age. 
Yet they've got to live with mommy and daddy. It's only going to get worse. And then I start thinking about right all these these people out there. They're trying to convince you that the gold standard's no good. Just understand who's giving you the argument. That's like saying the Southern Poverty Law Center espouses conservative ideals. Obviously, they don't, right? You know if it comes from them, right, it's going to be a whacked-out, jaded study. Right? That's why all of us laugh. I shouldn't say all of us, but a lot of us that listen here, we laugh about climate change. It's called weather. Yes, the climate of the history of Earth goes gets hotter, gets colder, gets hotter, gets colder. That's just what happens. You know, uh, AOC, there's only 12 years left. Yeah, okay. On slanted data, sure. But now we're seeing the nominees to the Fed. I'll even start with Neil Kashkari, the Minneapolis Fed chief. Not the academic. Right? A little, I mean, he's still a government guy, but a little more in touch with business. Remember, think about these bankers that we're putting in there. Not, most of them never even worked in the real world. His latest nominee, figured he can't get a man in there, Judy Shelton. She is the new choice to be the next central banker, not the Fed chief, but to fill in one of the vacancies at the Fed. Well-known, well-known gold standard advocate. So was Stephen Moore. So was Herman Cain. She is the new pick now uh, for the central bank. The White House is looking at Judy Shelton to fill one of the vacancies at the Federal Reserve. She is currently the U.S. Executive Director for the European Bank of Reconstruction and Development. Now, that's not the Gold's part. Before that, she worked for the Sound Money Project, founded to promote awareness and monetary stability and financial privacy. See, those are things we could get behind. Wouldn't it be great if you didn't have to listen to them lie to you every day? Are you sick of it yet? Are you sick of it when they come out on TV? They've got to say it every day. How there's no inflation? Really? You're going to say it with a straight face? And the answer is, yes, they will. Why? Because they want to make sure you keep your debt instruments going. And why are one in four people 23 to 38? How many kids... And houses had you bought by the time you were 38? Let's see. I'm, I'm trying to do my. I had uh, I, not that I owned multiple houses, but I, we were already on house number two or number three by the time I was 38. 
By the time my wife was 38, I think we are on a house either three or four. Not that, again, I didn't own four houses, but, you know, as we moved up the ladder. Now, instead of moving up the ladder, they're living in your basement. And think about Wall Street. 25000 Well, for a little while. By the way, Dow's down 625. Are we better off? Really? It's better today than in 2000? Is it? Is it better today than it was in 04 and 05? I know that's not right. 04 and 05, you went to bed, you made a couple thousand bucks. Of course it's not. Nobody should be surprised at what's happening to their paper assets. Right? Remember the last correction. I'll call it that. Everybody knew well, let me start. Eric knew in 05. Everybody else learned by 06, the economy was in trouble. Right? And, and remember, oh, uh, there's a little frothiness. It's just a subprime crisis. Right now, today, well, you know, PE ratio, it's okay. You know, they're elevated, but the interest rates are low. And, oh, it's just a trade dispute. China's going to come around. Right? Again, different excuse, but remember, same excuse, really. It's what they always say. You know, I saw an article the other day, 40% of people still haven't recovered from the last one. Stock market almost doubled. Still haven't recovered? Remember, this is not indicative of the United States GDP growth. Did you see the debt numbers? Probably You probably didn't. That's why you, you listen to me, so I can give them to you. For the first seven months of fiscal year 2019. And I know you're like, hey, there's, it's only May. Not seven months yet. Remember, fiscal year starts October 1. The national debt is up 38%. That's after April. In April, you know, the government runs a budget surplus in April. Problem was the surplus was way down. It's only 160 billion. It's usually you know somewhere between 220 to 280 billion, way down. It's up 38 percent from last year. And this is all the GDP they got three percent. And even the 3%, let's say so, the, the last number, that was all paper. 
I want actually real GDP. So let's let, let, let let's think about it now. Let's pull our head out of our backside and think for a minute. Record levels of debt, and it doesn't matter the age, 75, 65, 55, 45, 35, 25, 18. Never in the history of the world has any nation indebted its citizenry like the United States has done. Who in their right mind would loan an 18-year-old with no job tens of thousands of dollars? Who? Nobody. Go get a car. Just just do, do a test. Take your 18-year-old son or daughter and take them down to the used car lot. Not the new car lot because, you know, well, you already know where I'm going. And you tell them, hey, see that car right there? That $5,000 junker? Why don't you give my kid a loan? He's got no job and he's 18. See what they tell you. It's a radio news hour, halftime on a Monday. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. And we're upholding the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly, grassroots activist, author of 27 books, and articulate voice for traditional values for more than 70 years. Now, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Liberal Wikipedia defines conspiracy theory as the fear of a non-existent conspiracy. By that definition, the theory that Donald Trump conspired with the Russians to steal the 2016 election has to be ranked as the biggest conspiracy theory of all time. After tens of millions of taxpayer dollars spent and nothing to show for it, we need to call out the media fops and incoherent elected officials who foisted this on us in the first place. For starters, let's talk about the money. Doesn't it matter that the same people who wanted the Mueller investigation to continue ad infinitum are the same people who think the wall to protect our border is a waste of money? Where's the outcry for taxpayers to get back their money from this farce of an investigation? I sure don't hear it coming from the left. Yet the prevailing argument of the Democrats is, we don't oppose border security, we just don't think a wall is the most effective way to do it for the money. Of course, that argument is completely incompatible with the leftist ideology to begin with. But let's assume, for a second, that Democrats actually do care about using money wisely. Under that argument, the wall stopping just one illegal immigrant from crossing the border would have made it more cost-effective than the totally worthless Mueller investigation. Not only did the Mueller investigation cost us money, but it also cost America our time and our attention. Just think about how much more President Trump could have done for our nation if he hadn't been needlessly distracted by the constant accusations from the left. Of course, that was their plan all along. But it shouldn't be that way. You should not be able to drag a man's name through the mud without any evidence just to achieve a political end. The liberal media and Democrats who egged on the fiction of Russian collusion should be labeled as the conspiracy theorists that they are. For they falsely insisted that there was coordination by Trump and Russia in order that he be elected. And that was false. This liberal conspiracy theory has harmed many innocent victims and we the American people. 
And the left owes us an apology. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin, president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. If you're busy taking notes, you can stop now because these commentaries in written form and spoken audio are archived on the website phyllisschlafly.com, many recorded by Mrs. Schlafly herself. If you're doing research or missed a day, just go to phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening and re-listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 800-951-0592. Uh, gold's up 13 and a half now, uh, 13.01 in rising silver, uh, positive, just turned positive, up three cents now, 14.77 U.S. $20 liberties and or saints, $1,400, put them away. And and I'm not because of the, I'm not talking because of the trade thing. I mean, that's a reason. Don't get me wrong. This problem's not going away until one of two things happens. Trump's no longer president, and we get a liberal in there. Or, or, Trump decides to back down. Because I... We should be used to how China operates. Because you know what? We've been dealing with North Korea for decades. We know how it works. Right? They're going to be all nice at first. And then right when we say, okay, time to get rid of the nukes. Oh, forget it. Deal's off. Same thing. So China doesn't. You know what they don't do? They don't rant and they don't rave. They don't act crazy. They don't send out tweets. They let uh, they let us be the aggressor, and then they just simply respond. Because remember, again, we care about Wall Street. China cares about China. There's a difference. Trump's trying to bring us back towards caring about America. Here's the problem: if you care about America, I don't know, Wall Street's going to be like I don't know, ten grand. Can you handle a $10,000 Dow? It may even be 5000 Right? I mean, if you care about the, the U.S. citizenry and you really want to bring the jobs here, let me. I, I gave an example last hour. I'll give it to you again. That's the first one I've seen. GoPro. You know, the extreme sports people, they know that's what they, they use the GoPros to film themselves doing crazy stuff. They announced that they they make all their stuff in China. And we buy it here like everything else. They announced today, hey, we're going to leave China. I was like, ooh, all right. Maybe Trump's right. Maybe I got this wrong. Well, no. They're going to Mexico. And this is the problem. Nobody's going to be closing up shop to bring jobs here. They'll try to use a PR stunt, but they really won't. They're not coming here. There's plenty of other cheap countries to go to. Dow's down 660 now, uh, 25,283. The S&P's down 75. The NASDAQ down 270 points. Uh, Again, gold's up over $13, 1301. 
uh, silver higher as well. 800 in the Chinese Global Times. This is their uh, English language newspaper. They were talking about China and the tariffs. They took it a step further. They actually tweet, by the way. The Global Times does, not not the president. About China may stop buying all agricultural products. I don't even know if that's possible, but if it is, I hope it's not true. Stop buying all energy products. I already told you, liquid natural gas, they slapped a 25% tariff on it today. Reducing Boeing orders... And then they said there's they're scholars, so I'm going to assume they're economists, discussing the possibility of dumping U.S. treasuries. I don't know if it's going to happen this time. I don't. But let's don't fool yourself. It's going to happen. Whether it's next month, next year, five years, ten years. They've already stopped adding. You know, China hasn't added it to its treasury holdings since like 2013. Think how much the debt has gone up since then. Right, I just told you, you know, in the first seven months, and by the way, April is a good month, so this is the best the number is going to look. We went into debt 530-some billion dollars. And it all has to be paid for. So whether they dump the trillion that they got or not, I don't know how much it matters. Well, actually, it'll matter to us. Let me tell you right now. That'll be about the end of Wall Street. And just remember, it's all priced in dollars. Ask yourself this question. How healthy is the U.S. dollar? The best place to look is where? Where do you look to see the health? Well, first place you go to, right, probably the Fed, the interest rates. 2.35% is the official Fed number now. Outside of the 10 years of zero, historically, this is the lowest it's ever been it's not good that means hey we don't have a lot of faith in the dollar right now we can't raise rates we won't pay you interest then you look at the debt by the way uh, we just broke a record go back to 2011 that was the quantitative easing years never in the history of the United States have we gone more into debt in seven months than we just did (laughs) with the quote unquote best economy ever and I don't mean to laugh but you know that makes no sense 
if we didn't go 500 plus billion dollars in the debt in seven months where would the gdp be where would it be if it was only i don't know 250 billion negative what understand you can only have prosperity from a printing press for a little while ask your millennial children with all of that student loan debt around their necks how they feel about their financial prosperity it's the same thing Pedro Radio News Hour we'll be back after the break 800-951-0592 U.S. $20 Liberties and Saints at $1,400. Put them away. Just have part. Better have at least part of it. Don't have everything into debt. Bonds, annuities, 401k, stocks, right? All that stuff. Because at the end of the day, remember what happens to fiat money. This isn't a a guess. This isn't some hypothesis. This is fact. It goes to zero. Which means all the debt behind it goes to what? <laughs> goes to zero. And of course, at the end of the day, you hope that they come in and save it with some other form of fiat money. We won't call it dollars anymore. We'll call it electronic credits. But remember, before that happens, the pain comes first. And it's very easy to see. I mean... I keep saying 10 years. Eric's telling me I'm being too kind. It's not going to go that long. I don't know. This whole trade war thing with China, really, it's laughable. And I mean that because uh, think about how bad it was. How bad this deal was that they came up with almost 30 years ago. China can probably can't, still can't believe it, right? Probably, I bet you they're sitting there at their, their little conference table, right? And they're probably laughing like, man, it took Trump to get people to realize how bad we were ripping them off. Right? Now they want us to give it back. We're not giving it back to them. They're weak. Isn't that what China really said last week? Hey, yeah, we hear you. You're right. And I'm sure of this, right? Yeah, you're right. We made you give us your intellectual property. Uh, We make you uh, be the minority partner. Could you imagine if next week, tomorrow, this afternoon, China announces 
all U.S. partnerships are over and we own everything? Get out? I mean, they could. I love the arguments from my team. They would never do that! Why not? It wouldn't be good for them! See, they think this is is a game. And in this game, there's a winner and a loser. That's how China views it. Right? We we oh, free trade and kumbaya. And everything's great because we just want to be greedy profiteers. What if China announces tomorrow nobody buy an Apple phone? Don't think they haven't done it? Ask Ford and GM how car sales are going there. Ask them. Well, you can't ask them. They'd probably lie about it anyway. I'll just tell you, down 16%, but don't worry. Now ask the American public to not buy Chinese stuff. Guess what? (laughs) Number one, we wouldn't be able to do it. Right? Could you imagine? Ah, I can't buy that. I need a blow. My blender broke. My toaster broke. My this broke. My that broke. I can't clothe myself. I can't feed myself. See the difference? 800-951-0592. You know, and I was telling you about these millennials, and they all live with their parents. The ones that don't. Say, two-thirds of them say they live paycheck to paycheck. By the way, this was from Charles Schwab. So, I wonder who they're asking. Are they asking the ones that live in Bobby and Daddy's house? Or the the ones out there on their own? They said that, yeah, almost 70% of people the age of, again... I keep. I don't want to keep harping on it, but these are the guys. They're supposed to be buying your four hundred one k's. You boomers are retiring. These are the ones that are supposed to buy it. They got news for you, dummy. They don't got any money. They're broke. Why? Because somebody thought it'd be a great idea. To give an 18-year-old who's never worked a day in their life tens of thousands of dollars in loans. What could possibly go wrong? Think about, you know, let me ask you this. Where do you think GDP would be without student loans? We don't even talk about that. You know, the part of the difference between the little number, the $1 trillion that they're saying, you know, I think Trump administration says $1.1 trillion is going to be the national debt this year. Of course, and I tell you, that's not the real number. And the real number is going to be somewhere, I don't know, one six, one seven. And see see how little that sounds? Oh, it's only 1.6 or 1.7. Oh, that's not a lot. So I say the word trillion. That's where the student loan debt all goes, by the way. Hundreds of billions of dollars a year. 
that, let's face it, you know how much interest millennials have in paying that back? Yeah, I'll tell you, zero. Page of Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Final segment. Page of Radio News Hour. Don't forget, tune in to 1360KHNC.com. The Eric Cedarstrom Experience. You got two more hours of Uncle Eric. Uh, gold's up 14 now. 1302 in change. Uh, the Dow's down 675. Uh, S&P's down 75. The NASDAQ down 260 points as well. Apparently, uh, the Chinese let us know they're really not our friends today. Uh, $60 billion in retaliatory tariffs, talking about treasuries. All, uh, and you know what? I, again, it doesn't matter whether it's today, next year, next month, next five years. We've got a debt problem. And at the end of the day, that's what's going to lead us to the end. And this is why you need to take the time to put it away uh, still selling Liberties and Saints, $20 Liberties and St. Gaudens gold pieces for 1400 bucks at 800-951-0592. Eric just walked into the studios. Happy Monday. Hey, same to you. You know, you remember the group Three Dog Night? Yeah. I had a four-dog weekend. <laughs> we had the grand dogs. I mean, amazing. So... I like what, you know, you brought something up here that I never really thought about. And that is what percentage of the economy or the GDP is these student loans? And I'm not talking about just the money they give them. Where do they go? They go to the universities. They go to the liberal professors. I mean, this this propagates this whole factory that's creating these unemployed liberals that all want to vote for socialism. But yet while it's doing it, it's this gigantic economic machine i mean you go to the universities i mean all the globalist companies are there they're in the food courts they're in the sponsorships of the sports teams and then the construction projects that are handed you want to see growth go to the college yeah i mean the this the universities the stadiums they built you know and i mean i saw it as a softball coach you know for trying to get kids to college doing that with my daughters and i watched them revamp these these university stadiums because of title nine for women but when you look at the just across the board from lacrosse to volleyball to softball to football the money that goes in and then the these incredible auditoriums that have been built i mean i never really thought about it but all the dorm rooms to put all these kids in right and you bring up a great point they got their first lesson in socialism when they went and and, and got their first loan right i'm 18 years old I've never worked a day in my life, and they just handed me twenty grand. Right? They don't get it, but it just right. goes. It's just financing. Hey, I mean, it's free money. Oh, I gotta, I gotta pay for it, but that's later. It's financing socialism in this country. It's Absolutely. building. It's the socialist and college, pro- and they program it into their head right. with the professors. It's a brilliant strategy. It's amazing. So yeah, that's and and it's all funded by people that are working. <laughs> No, I'm not laughing. Think about that for a minute. That's how ridiculous this whole thing is. Wow. Amazing. So, you know, it used to be a guy had to work his way through college, and then it got to the point where if you could work your way through college, you didn't need college. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> right? Today, 
I mean, not, you don't ever hear anyone say, I mean, how long's it been? Two decades till you read something? I worked my way through college. I'm applying for a cashier's position. They asked me how much college I've taken. Buy gold, buy lots of it, add on to your portfolio. You'll be glad you did. It's just, this is the beginning of just the absolute lunacy that's going to be known as the 2020 election. We'll be back. Uh, I'll be back. Come on over to the KHNC1360.com and listen online.